The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Kareen, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to uh, Hanging It Up, episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 755, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron and dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by True Cult Coffee. We must not speak its name very loud, or we will invoke the coffee demons. So that's why we scream True Call Coffee, so you do invoke the, invoke the coffee demons. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Go out to the website, see the delicious coffees they have, try the delicious coffees. I've had it, I like it, and I don't like coffee. True story. True story. It's It's been a handful of years now since um, I did like a review and we did some recipes and stuff, but I had it at a friend's house who does drink coffee and knows how to make coffee. Cause I'm a total noob. Um, but snowy drinks it. He loves it. And here's something mm-hmm. to think about. Right. So, Oh, I had a joke about this and now I can't think, think what it was. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. Here that. we go. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. Why do other coffees taste like dirt, Snowy? Why do other? I don't know. Why do other coffees taste like dirt? Because they're already ground. Oh. chain, right? And I bring yeah. that up because True Call Coffee sells it in whole beans. Right. And I remember asking Coffee Bean Up Cult, I'm like, well, dude, like, I'm just used to coffee grounds. Like, you know, you get a big, you know, tin can of Folgers or Maxwell House or whatever, you know. And he's like, no, man. He's like, we sell the beans. It's vacuum packed. It keeps everything fresher. It preserves the flavor of the roast. Like, like I mean, he was serious about this stuff, Snowy. And he's, you know, going through all this stuff and why you do it this way and this and that. And he's like, and then when you grind it, do this. He's like, I prefer to do a French press um, because the French press does something different to the oils and the beans and all the sort of, but don't grind it too much. And, you know, like, you may, I, I feel like 
most of at least North America is addicted to coffee, especially here in the United States. Right? Mm-hmm. There are people who just you can't talk to them until they've had their coffee in the morning. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but it doesn't matter what kind of coffee. Then there's other people that had their, you know, $32 Starbucks drink with so huh. much sugar. It's not really coffee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then there's the Henry Rollins hardcore punkers that only drink their coffee black. And that's my preferred way to drink true cold coffee mm-hmm. uh, because it's the blackest, hottest, most metal coffee you're ever going to have. <laughs> but, you know, when you think about all these things and all these coffee addictions out there, it's funny when you talk to people who really like coffee and they'll be like, ah, you know, the grocery store coffee is okay. But I mean, you sell so much of it. If you're on the fence and you have like a grocery store coffee, you like, try this, right? Go out, get a bag, find a friend with a grinder. Everybody has a friend with a grinder, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Cr- cr- crush it up if you have to. But seriously, like try true cold coffee. You will not be disappointed. But anyway, True Cold Coffee, TRVKVLTCoffee.com. Snowman, what is going on in the Great White North up there in um, Canada? It's you. Okay, you would think we're mid September, right? Uh, so, you, snowstorms? Uh, say, no, not yet. I was just, as we're speaking, it is a weekday today. So, I was at my Clark Kent job, and once again, Hello, I was Clark. sweating my bag off. Yeah, the guy was, I was, I was sweating up a storm pretty, pretty good. So yeah, summer's not going away from here just yet, which is actually a good thing because I often said, okay, because the longer summer days last, yeah, okay, the the better it is. That'll it'll hold off the snow because I've often said. It can snow all at once, November 1st. Just hold off for the kids. Oh, for I Halloween. understand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I trick-or-treated during, during snowfall. Yeah. Yeah. And I have two in the past and I've taken my, you know, when little Snowy was a kid, I've taken her out in the snow and all that. And it sucks. Like, and when I'm stumbling home, you know, well. It'll be early November 1st after a Halloween party or something. I don't want to be slipping on the ice or anything like that. I want to get home in one piece. So, uh, yeah. So, it's it's doing really good here. Before we kind of... Well, hang on. Quick question for you. You said that um, you were sweating your bag off. By Uh any chance, do you have the word Gucci tattooed on your nuts? You know what? If I was to get a tattoo in a, you know, a more adventurous place, maybe I would do that. And then you'd you have know? a designer bag. Yeah, I would have a very, you know, that 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 shows. Hey, look, look, look how look how valuable this is. Exactly. Yeah, look, good look, idea, honey. You always wanted a Gucci. <laughs> here yeah, you here go. You, here you go. Yeah. You can yeah. carry it all you want. There. <laughs> here's here's a designer bag you've been waiting for, honey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mrs. Snowy is going to give me a very nasty call later. <laughs> Probably. Why is he getting a tattoo on his nuts? He said it's all your idea. <laughs> yeah, I do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but anyway. for sure, for sure. Uh, before we kind of get on with everything here, I want to once again 
remind everyone that your cool Uncle Snowy up here in the Great White North is up for a Manitoba Loud Music Award again. The this same one as last year. You better year. win this year. Ambassador, the box. <laughs> Ambassador of the Year once again. Um, I am certainly hope so. Or, you know, I'm doing all I can to promote it. And um, I'm just hoping that everyone kind of uh, steps up. So if you're listening now, it's a, it's a simple thing. Go to loudawards.com. They'll ask you to um, to sign in with Facebook. And then Mark and X, not just the, the very first. It's in alphabetical order. So the first category is Ambassador of the Year. Unfortunately, they used my slave name because that's what was on Facebook. Because Facebook, for some reason doesn't want me going by snowy white because it's a threat to national security or something so i gotta i had to use quentin Earhart, quentin like tarantino and Earhart like amelia yeah you have two cool names and yeah then you also have a third cool name when we call you snowy white um i i feel like you you have maxed out the market here on cool names and need to save some for the rest of us <laughs> well i well i appreciate that I, I I appreciate that. So if you go to Loud Awards, Mark and X, Ambassador of the Year, and vote in all of the categories. Even if you know, if you're listening to this, chances are you're international. You're still eligible to vote. Um, and just I don't know, vote in all the categories. I don't know I've talked about a number of bands that are up for awards, so you might be familiar with 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 some of them and if not just guess just pick one just okay, so just, just i'm looking I'm, I'm looking at it right now ambassador there are nine people up for this world um who's maddie ditchfield she looks pretty badass she's uh one of the young ladies in the scene yeah okay yeah like you got some um oh shit happens up for the ambassadorship oh let's see that's tough yeah, they got uh, a couple bands in there as well. And well, I have to vote for you because I want to be able to call you Mr. Ambassador. Okay. Are you voting live on the air? I am. I just voted for you right now, and now right we're at, at, at the base at the bass players. Uh, okay. Um, who do we know in the bass players? Uh who is up for bass player? Oh, um. Jay Jay Drieger, he's the one I've been voting for. He's in Hippo and some of some other bands okay. just over, over the years. Yeah, yeah. So, Jay Drieger. Yeah, and you can vote every day throughout the month of September, and it all every time you vote in any category, it counts for a vote. So, yeah, every 24 hours, make your way to this site, loudawards.com. And, uh, yeah, do your cool Uncle Snowy a big one. And Wait, Dustin plays drums and shit? He happens? is. He's, yeah, our good buddy Ducky is a drummer. Oh, I, I thought he was a guitarist. Well, he can play guitar. I had no idea he was the drummer and shit happens. He is, yeah. Wow. So he has another band, too. Is he the drummer in that? He is the drummer in yes in uh 
Bay Rolls, the black metal band. How have I not, like, I totally misunderstood that. Well, I'm voting for Ducky. Mm-hmm. This is great. Oh, yeah, we and we can keep going. I can keep voting later. Or like, I'll keep <laughs> voting as we go on, but just, you know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, well, thank take you. Take this all up. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time out and 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 voting for this. It's the last couple of years. It's it's been a special thing for me. And like even even coming up a little bit short last year, like just just the idea of of participating and and being involved and and voting and and it just it being a thing, you know, has just has been absolutely amazing. So. Yeah, um, before we go on, I wanted to throw a little bit of something out here. Today, as we speak, September 19th, I believe it is today. I saw this today that today in 1985 was that infamous day in heavy metal history when D. Snyder stepped up to Congress and handed... Tipsy Gore, her ass at the PMRC hearing. Wow, that was today. That was today in 1985, where we all, yeah, we all, okay, rah, rah, D. Snyder, go, you know, go, go, D, go. We all have immense respect for Frank Zappa, who stepped up and spoke as well, but you had to give a little bit of respect to John fucking Denver, too, when he, when he stepped up. Because he was taking shit from Tipper Gore over his song Rocky Mountain High. Really? Because, because that was drug use. Really? They they tried to confuse or they 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 tried to accuse John Denver's Rocky Mountain High for um encouraging people to do drugs because you know you're getting a high. Have any of them met John Denver before when they made this accusation? I, I don't, I guess not. You know, it, it, it's not like the PMRC were, were good at their research. Okay. <laughs> okay, none of these censorship groups were any good at it. Every time, you know, some, something, something came up, I always pointed out, okay, well, that, that band is spelled wrong. No, that wasn't their song. You know, just like... It just it's it's a head shaking, but today, yeah, yeah, nineteen eighty five, D. Snyder stepped up, absolutely fantastic, and that that is that's something that we've we we still talk about it today, not only as just as rock music fans, as metal music fans, but on this show. Like every once in a while, like that will pop up. I mean, I'm sure we've had it as part of an entire discussion. And then every once in a while, you know, I'll take a jab at Tipper Gore. And, you know, so that will that will inevitably pop up and all that. But, yeah, today, as I was kind of getting my act together, it's like, holy shit, that was today, 1985. Definitely have to uh, share that. With our listeners, I figured um, maybe now would uh, be a good time to get into some tunes here. Um, For the good folks at True Cavalt Coffee in our mandatory 
metal segment. And I'm actually kind of embarrassed that we haven't got to this band just yet, or else it's pretty much a solo dude with a backing band. I don't know what whatever you'd want to call it, but Black Braid is a Native American First Nations black metal artist and the last couple records have been absolutely a killer so for true cavalt coffee in our mandatory metal segment believe the hype on this this is this band is absolutely amazing from their self-titled part de album this is black braid with the spirit returns
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, dude, what's going on? All right, let me find my list. <clears throat> so, Snowy, oh, I am he's very, got a list. very... Huh? He's got a list. Oh, right yeah, on. I've got a list. <clears throat> so, I am, I am so- sorry to report this. I am very disappointed in myself. But I think it was Sunday as I was sitting down, you know. So as we're recording this, it would be, oh, what day is it right now? Uh, let's see here. It would have been the 20th. No, it would have been September. It would have been the 17th. So sitting down, scrolling through Instagram, and this one cool like local dive bar here called the Tin Roof is posting that they have a concert that night. Oh. I'm like, oh, who's playing? DRI is playing. Oh, again? Yeah, yeah, within a year. Yeah. And I'm like, how did I miss this? Because I knew they were touring, but I didn't see any dates near here. And son of a gun, you know, I started going out and cross-checking. I'm like, oh, is it really them? Like, are we sure it's not somebody else? And, you know, I, I sent it to my buddy Aiden. I'm like, dude, I'm like, had I realized this was going on tonight, uh, we'd be, we'd both be there right now. Cause I would have, I would have drug him to the show. Cause he's always talking about, you know, like, oh, I wish I could see some like the classic hardcore bands. And I would drag him to the DRI show and be like, uh-huh. this, like these guys sound no different than they did 40 years ago, dude. Like, mm-hmm. like check this out, you know? So, um, yeah, I am so sad to report that I missed that show because I would have totally gone again. It was great. Okay, so they were here a year ago. Yeah. Or they were at your 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 neck of the woods. Yeah. Are you sure you didn't see an old? No, I am. I like... I, I double checked two different places. Because uh, that's that's okay. the first one I thought it was. I'm like. No, they were here last year they, because it was even like some of the same opening bands, like the 33s and stuff. I'm like, this got to be an old poster. But then one of the uh, one of the other bands on it was TSOL. Well, get out of here, I'm, dude! I'm not kidding. That's where I, where that oh. was one where I'm like, what TSOL's here? They weren't here last year. What? Like, yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah. Dream gig, dream gig, DRI TSOL. Ah. Oh. Yeah, when I tell you I'm sad about missing this gig, uh, words cannot express the level of sadness I feel about missing that gig. Well, you know what? I'll make it up for you. I'll make it up to you later. We'll drop a DRI track for you and for all of our and for all of our listeners. I got one in queue, cool, coincidentally. So, yeah, right on. Sorry, it's man. That funny sucks. how that works out. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a major bummer. Because uh, it was a it was a great show last year. I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm old and the venue's hard on my body at this point. But I learned a lot from last year and I would have done things differently this year. Um, but I would have loved to have taken Aiden, you know, because he loves meeting people like that and knowing that Kurt Brecht sells their merch. Uh-huh. Very accessible. I'd have been like, hey, we, we need to go check out the merch. And then be like, that's the singer. That's him, man. Yeah. Dude, he would have lost his shit. He would have lost his <laughs> shit. It would have been great. And that's the kind of experience that you want to share with, with, with a young music fan. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, and so I totally um, blew that one. You know, Sorry, dude. That sucks. 
Yeah, it does. It does. But I realized that one of the greatest jazz songs ever written today, and this is just today I came to this conclusion, I know we're talking about jazz on this show, but trust yeah. me, it's relevant. Conjunction Junction. Uh, oh, my goodness. You don't know Conjunction uh, Junction? You, um, yeah, too. It's not... The title's not really... Like, to hear it? Okay, Schoolhouse Rock. Did you guys have Schoolhouse Rock? Maybe this is only a U.S. Yeah. thing. Um, I Yeah, yeah, with the... With the, I'm uh, just a bill. With, yes, I'm only a bill. And with, I'm sitting yeah. here on Capitol Hill. Yes, yes. It okay. was, it's the bill and little Billy on yeah. the steps. Yeah. Right, okay. Okay. <laughs> so... There was a whole series of those, right? It's called Schoolhouse mm-hmm. Rocks, and they were played in between, um, you know, cartoons on Saturday mornings. And yeah. it's some of the finest educational work ever done, right? Mm-hmm. Because you learned something, you learned it through a song, and you learned it through good songs, like songs that were catchy and had a hook. And it all started because some guy was helping his son. Um, study for like a math test or something. And the kid was just struggling galore. But then he realized that he had all these Led Zeppelin lyrics memorized. And he's like, man, how do we combine those two things? And he found somebody and they put it together and pitched the idea. And, you know, they actually made made money doing this. And it's, it's crazy that they were able to make money doing it, but it was sent out to everybody for free over the airwaves, you know, so mm-hmm. commercial TV paid by commercials and things. But, it, you know, for as much as, you know, parents at the time and especially older people at the time, maybe some grandparents would be like, this stuff is rotting your brain. How can you watch these commercials? You know, I thankfully had very progressive parents and grandparents who thought Conjunction Junction and the whole Schoolhouse Rocks thing is the greatest thing. But Conjunction Junction is the jazz song. And it starts with this great horn line this ba da ba ba da 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 ba 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 da da ba da 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 Conjunction Junction, what's your function? Okay. It's great, dude. And my kids and I. Like when I take them to school, we always listen to songs and everybody picks a song. So mm-hmm. my daughter picked a song. I think it was like Pink's um, So What? And then my son picked the song. And I can't remember what the song is called, but it reminded me of Susie and the Banshees. It reminded me of The Passenger. You know that? Ba-da-da, 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 I am the passenger. Okay. You know? And we're listening to The Passenger. And um, I'm listening to the drums, the, the way they, they're leaning into the groove. I'm like, that reminds me of Conjunction Junction. So from whatever the modern song is, it's fairly new to Susie and the Banshees to Conjunction Junction. That that was my journey this morning. Right on. Yeah. It has absolutely nothing to do with metal, but it was a good time. <laughs> but I would also like to announce that, you know, getting ready for Halloween, I have finished watching. The True Blood series. Oh, wow. Cool. It really is fantastic. You know, I mean, I I, I really did have a hard time getting into it at first. Because I remember the first time I ever saw it on, on HBO. Like, I was traveling, flipped on HBO. And it's just this crazy sex. 
And then oh, yeah. the yeah, vampire yeah. sex comes in and all the crazy stuff they do there. It's like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> you know, because that, mm-hmm. like, that's how the entire series opens up. It's like, geez. Um, you know, it's, there's like no warm, but it's like right to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And that obviously dies down over the series. I mean, it still plays a big part. But the storyline that they take you on through all the different, you know, supernatural creatures and all that sort of stuff and just the saga all while, and this is probably my favorite part about it, all while basically being a parable for the modern state of America that we're still in, you know, with like all these hate groups and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that hate gets you nowhere. The, the way the series ends is fantastic, and I'm not gonna, you know, uh, spoil yeah. that for anybody. Yeah, yeah, because because we 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 were watching the first couple seasons on on DVD, but when you're buying the box sets and all that, they're you know okay, we can't really can't really get one this week, and then it's kind of it kind of left our noggins and all that. But we got so many streaming channels now. Like the only time we ever watch TV, TV are the sports channels. Everything else are the streaming networks. And yeah, True Blood is on one of them. I want to say HBO Max is part of Crave. Yeah. This the Crave streaming channel up here, I believe. Well, good. Then that's when you need to watch it. Oh, it's definitely on the list. Oh yeah, it's definitely on the list. I remember when we first got it. I'm 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 flipping through the programs. Mrs. Snowy's in the other room. Hey hey, love love love. Look, true blood, true blood. We've got it. We've got it. So yeah, yeah it, it was really fun. good. I I really enjoyed it. There are great cliffhangers. Very interesting. Like I I like I I always enjoy the supernatural and all that sort of stuff in all those kind of, you know, mythological stories and just the way that they bring in the mythology of like Wiccan and Greek gods and goddesses, vampires, werewolves. And, um, like toward, towards the end, they even bring in biblical things. Mm-hmm. And okay. that, that was probably my favorite when they started doing that one. I'm like, oh, I love that. Like, because I I really enjoy enjoy that. And there are some tongue-in-cheek stuff there, too, like, like, like with the religion. So, I don't know. You'll enjoy it. I hope you get to watch it. We'll talk about it. Right on. Um, I wrote for down sure, here, sure. I want you to add Renfield to your yes. list of things to watch. It's, it's, on, it's on the list. Okay, at, okay. at some point, probably in October, because that's a movie that, because my wife, she's she's tired of the brutal gore and, you know, what was known as torture porn at one time and all that. She just doesn't want to sit through that stuff anymore. So when it comes time for us to find a horror movie that we can both sit through, oh, I have a system or, 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 or whatever now where it's like, okay, I know this movie well enough that... She, she can watch it, you know, and I think Renfield is the one that she can. So we're going to it's gory. We're, we're definitely checking it out. Yeah, it, it's gory, but there's a good story to it. And and yeah. I think she'll enjoy the story and I think she'll enjoy the the humor. 
No doubt, no doubt. And we love Nicolas Cage. Well, he, he he's in it. He plays a great part. He's not that big of a part, believe okay. it or not. Um, you know, being that he is Dracula. But did you ever watch the series Space Force? Space Force. No, I doesn't even ring a bell. So I can't think of the actor's name, and I'm pretty sure he's the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. So I should know it because my son loves that movie. But Space Force is a Netflix series. It only had two seasons, and um, it's 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 just this this you know over the top comedy about. You know, like, like, and I thought it was a made up branch of the government, but apparently the Space Force is real. And it's about okay. trying to go into space and essentially kind of like NASA stuff. But they have a PR guy, and the PR guy's name is Fuck Tony. Like, that's what they call him okay. the whole way through this thing. And he's just this over the top, ridiculous guy. Well, he is one of the villains in Renfield. Oh, okay. And, he is so good and so funny. So I, I think you'll really, really enjoy watching that. I think I will, too. I think yeah. I will, too. Right on. And then on October 4th, or as I like to say, 10-4, good buddy, um, The Haunted Mansion <laughs> will begin streaming on Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. And then check this out, because I'm still trying to find Last Voyage of the Demeter, it's on Amazon already. Um, it was. It had a forty-five million dollar budget, and it's only done twenty-one million at the box office. Yeah, yeah, it tanked. Yeah, so I think it's on digital rentals to hopefully get some money back. But I honestly mm-hmm. like they're trying to rent it for twenty bucks. I think if they rented it for ten bucks, they might make more money. Um, it, to I mean to recoup that budget, it's gonna be rough because mm-hmm. I do want to see it. But, you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But um, that would be everything. What's going on with you, man? Okay. Well, bef- before I get into my mental fix here, dude, what do you think of the idea of the Werewolf by Night special colorized? Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. I want to put that on my list. I don't know. Okay. I, I am I'm really curious, like... There, there's a part of me. I mean, I have to watch it because it's a werewolf thing, and it's right. werewolf by night. I loved it last year, but last year was so well done, and it's so much like you, you felt like you were watching like a 1930s horror film. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, so, so here, here's my fear, right? Like what I want to see is the way they've done things like The Wolfman, right? That remake and um, like The Shape of Water where, sure, it's in color, but it still has that grainy 1950s feel to it. Mm -hmm. You know, so yes, it's modern, but it takes you to that era. And that's what I want to happen. My fear is it's going to look like the Munsters movie in color. You remember that? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I like, guess my wife found that on Tubi, and we're watching this. I'm like, "Holy crap, is this awful?" And I'm like, "They should have made this in black and white." And I'm sure they did in color because they're tired of it. But and it was probably the same sets they used in black and white. But nobody thought to say like, "Is this going to look good?" 
in mm-hmm. color? Because boy, does it, you know. So that that's my fear. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, with me, okay, like 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 I said, Disney Plus is going to be doing a colorized version of the Werewolf by Night. Okay. Yeah, personally, and, I would uh, prefer a second installment. Oh yeah, a second black and white installment. Yes, yeah. for sure, for for sure, for sure. But I'm thinking, okay, with this, I'll watch it once, okay? Much like when they put out a colorized version of the original Night of the Living Dead. Okay, I I watched it once. Yeah, I watched it once. It's like, uh, okay, whatever. And I've since never gone to it. Like, the original black and white is the go-to. Yeah. With the werewolf by night, I'll watch it once. Okay, fine. Life experience. And my, but my go-to, you know, probably every every October will be that original black and white version. Yeah, and which is which is kind of the way it should be. I think I was reading something where they said about it being, I, I it almost sounded like they shot two versions, like they shot a black and white and color at the same time. Because they're like, we took special consideration for the color. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the colorization process is going to be. Um, but it's one of those things where I, I feel like Disney is slacking. Right? Like, I don't feel mm-hmm. like they're putting out the same quality they've always put out. I feel like they are throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks instead of just making something great. Like they would have, right? And like Werewolf by Night was great. Well, don't just put that out in color. Do another one that's also great. You know, like like get the team back together. Let's get everybody working. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. You know, like have you, because you have Disney Plus, have you watched the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie that came out like a year or two ago? No. Okay. No, the, the, the whole rest that was, that was kind of after my time. I don't, I don't have, like I, as a kid, Chippendale on Walt Disney and all that Sunday or Sunday evenings. But the Rescue Rangers, that was kind of after my time, I guess. Well, the Rescue Rangers would have been after school. So it would have been probably between your junior and senior years of high school. Yeah, see, that's after my time when it well, comes to stuff like that. No, dude, that's when I discovered Darkwing Duck. Okay, but see that I get though, Darwin. You, you know, yeah. But no, nah, no, it's just nothing that I gravitated to. Well, yeah, like I, I didn't watch it, but I was aware of it, and I would watch Darkwing Duck. But it was all during that same time, like the Disney afternoon, right? Okay. And, and Darkwing Duck was the one that I'm like, yeah, like I love this. But anyway, even if you don't know much about the Rescue Rangers, other than like the, maybe the theme song or something. Trust me, watch this movie. Okay. It's one of the best things that Disney has put out in years. And I can't believe that nobody's talking about it because it's fantastic. Is it relatively new? Like, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Just in the last okay. couple of years. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's on. It, if you just go to Disney Plus, search Rescue Rangers, I think it's like Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and it's the one that's the movie, so not the series. Right. Okay. I'll I'll put it on the list because we're always looking for stuff to watch as a family. Oh, like dude. with yeah. with her mother and you know so, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll be shocked if you don't all love it. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. In my metal fix, I'm going to get to uh, a movie that is I'm going to well recommend for uh, for family viewing. Yeah. So what else you got? Oh, that's oh. everything. Yeah, you're up. Uh, okay. Um, I haven't got to it yet. Get to your comic shop. The first issue of Marvel's new Werewolf by Night series is out now. Oh, and that explains why they're releasing the colorized version to get more. Yeah, to, yeah, to get yeah to uh-huh. go back and forth. Okay. Yeah, I know you've been waiting for a long time for this. Well, it it's it's happening now. Get so. Your- is this Werewolf by Night going to follow like what they set up in the in the special? I have no idea. I haven't I haven't cracked it yet. I just I was at the comic shop this past weekend. I haven't got to my new comics yet. I just wanted to throw that out there to you because I know this is going to be a big thing for you. Yeah, oh, yes. and and October is just around the corner. Remember the Justice League versus Godzilla versus King Kong series soon i need to get that for my son he'll be so excited yes yeah i'm so excited yeah yeah so uh for sure for sure and i was pretty excited this past weekend with my uh with my metal fix here once again it was kind of it was kind of a snowy weekend hit the record shops hit the live venue watch some cool movies and documentaries so i'll get right into it um Calgary melodic punkers Belvedere came through town. Um, Mr. Belvedere. Well, <laughs> I I don't know. I'm assuming that's probably that's where a lot of people go with that name. I was now like I knew who they were. wasn't a huge fan and all that, but okay, we're we're putting the show on. I'm obviously going to come down and check it out and have a couple drinks and hang with my buddies because. Um, not only was the Canadian hardcore band Brutal Youth on the bill, but our aforementioned Shit Happens were jerking the curtain as well. Um, and this this show marked the last um, appearance with Shit Happens for our good buddy Evan Sidley. He is um, he's 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 left the band to focus on his other main band but um it is what it is hey shit shit happens thank you so (laughs) much evan and we're going to welcome sheldon jansen from indigo he has been announced as the new shit happens guitarist and all and all that so i can't wait can't wait to see the new lineup and hear you know hear some more cool stuff out of a favorite band of ours and it's always it's it's always a blast you know it's a it it, it it was saturday night so the the room was packed it was just it was one of the smaller venues only about 150 about 150 people or so but that's kind of the best way to see a band uh let's see let's see here I'll get to some Belvedere in a bit as well. Hit the record shop. Okay. Um, the first thing that kind of jumped out at me, I went to Old Gold Vintage Vinyl. Shout out. Okay, because I saw on Facebook that they had put out an, well, a new secondhand album. Okay, remember KTEL Records? Oh, yeah. Or you, you remember they had all the compilations? Well, 
they also KTEL had like the masters of metal that two yep. uh okay well polygram records way back in the day when they were a thing they decided to kind of hop on to that bandwagon and they put out the white hot i knew that's where you're going i had that <laughs> as soon as you said polygram I'm like i bet it's white yeah. hot white hot an all-out metal assault <laughs> keep going keep going tell me who, yeah. who's on this okay on this amazing record okay you got the scorpions rush autograph crocus yes slade Dude, i totally had this what's slade you Run, run away. It was 1985. Man, maybe I didn't have that one. Okay. Bon Jovi, In and Out of Love, Kick Axe, Lee Aaron, Fast Way, Fist, and Heavens on Fire by Kiss. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, I pretty much had all of these songs on the original albums. Oh, me too. Okay. There was no need for me to buy this record, except I absolutely had to have it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, I understand. I completely get it. That's it. When I was, what, what's that uh, cover look like? Um, it's the uh, there's it's it's a fist. Okay. Um, with uh, with with a black glove, the fingers are cut out. It's got studs on it, and it's holding the neck of a guitar. Yep. Yep. What? Yeah, I remember that. An all-out metal assault. <laughs> it's just like it's just so 80s oh it's so you know? and it's yeah. just it's something i absolutely had to have um i also went to uh, a couple of uh, another album here i picked up from uh planet of sound Okay, and I couldn't believe that I found this. It would look like it was a promotional copy. It was still wrapped. Do you remember the all-star group Hossus? No. H-S-A-S. No. Okay, when I tell you who makes up Hossus, you'll go, oh, right. Sammy Hagar... Neil Sean, uh, Aronson, and Shreve. I can't remember Aronson's first name, but you you actually reminded me who he was. He uh he played in a number of bands, including John Cougar Mellencamp's band. Oh, you mean Ken, Kenny Kenny Ar Ken, Arnold? Yeah. Okay. Kenny Arnold. Okay. No. No. Okay. Well, maybe. Okay. Maybe yeah. I'm thinking of someone different. Okay. Well, bottom line. Sammy Hagar and Neil Sean had this all-star band. They, I think they only put out the one album, Through the Fire, it was called. And it's just the band logo, S-H-S-A-S. Okay, and when I put it up on my Facebook and on the Radioactive Metal Facebook, Mr. Coffee Bean Occulta chimed in on the thread and said, um, I can't believe... It's not like, butter. I can't. I can't believe that this band wasn't wasn't a lot bigger, and and and, and all that. Because you know you got Hagar, Sean. It was in all the magazines. Like it was. It was just all over the place. It was like one of the the very first super groups, really that that I I had heard of, and the, I haven't seen anything. Okay, since since 
that this record was a thing. Haven't seen it before in the secondhand shops or a CD release or a cassette kicking around or anything. It's just like it was just there for that one year and then boom, it's just it's just gone. And this is the great thing about going to record shops. You know, you're just kind of flipping through the new releases or whatever, and then boom, it hits you. It's like, oh, son of a gun. Oh, no way. Okay. You know, yes, I'm aware of who this is. And the reason I know it is because their cover of Whiter Shade of Pale. Uh, okay, cool enough. Yeah, yeah. I haven't, Dude. I have I haven't actually cracked it yet. So, but well, yeah. I, I had to look it up. I'm like, I feel like I should know this, <laughs> and, and I don't recognize any of the art. Like, I, I, I don't even recognize the names. No. But, but once I saw the single was whiter shade of pale. I'm like, oh yeah, like like that's one of the greatest covers of whiter shade of pale I've ever heard. Okay, then you do kind of sort of know of what I speak. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because hands down, like, I've never heard a better cover of that song. Right on, right on. I'm going to get into some singles here. I found a 12-inch single of uh, Girl School is 1, 2, 3, 4, Rock and Roll, and the extended version, and on the B side, their cover of ZZ Top's Tush. Which that is brilliant as well. You want to talk about kick-ass covers wow. and all that? I well recommend. You know, like it was. It, it was another one of. It was another one of these things. It's just like it's not like this single, this twelve-inch single, was even back in nineteen eighty whatever. It's not like this was a very widespread twelve-incher and all that. So once again, I'm flipping through the. You know, I'm from. Um, I'm, I'm flipping through the racks. I see it. It's like, oh, wow. Get the hell out of here. I took it up to the counter at Planet of Sound, and Kathy said to me, well, what's 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 the first thing you're going to What's the first record you're going to play when I get home? And I'm like, fucking girls' school, <laughs> obviously. And she's like, yeah, the damn right you are. <laughs> yeah. You don't get that with Spotify. That's my trademark, I guess. Um, a couple of really cool singles as well. First of all, I'll get into the more the the more punk ones. But I found a uh, 12-inch single for the Dead Kennedys' "Holiday in Cambodia," like the original, wow. the original seven-inch. Because I went. And as I was in old gold vintage vinyl, shout out to Brent there, as I'm paying for some other stuff, you know, and all that, um, he said, Snowy, hold on. I haven't I haven't put these out yet. Okay, but I thought maybe you might want to have a look at them and give you first crack and all that. He brings out this box of seven inches. Okay, and as I'm flipping through them, it's like, okay, these are all... From one guy, he brought his collection in, and I'm willing to bet they were he was he was a local guy. Yeah, sure enough, because I'm seeing all of these uh, cool old Winnipeg seven punch punk rock seven inches as well, including the immortal personality crisis's 
seven inch EP Twilight's Last Gleaming. I'm showing it up to nobody. You know, <laughs> it's in my hand. I'm sure I'm showing it up. It's another one of those. Oh my God. Oh my God. And he gave me a price for it, super cheap. And I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, isn't that a good price? Yeah, that's too good. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I have a feeling, you know, like, I'm not going to argue with you. You're the boss, but I just don't think you're charging me enough for this record. And he was doing the, you know, he was on his computer. I guess he was looking up Discogs or whatever. He's, you know, he's trying to price these for me. And he goes, no. No, this is the best price that I can see anywhere online. Okay. That's fantastic. Don't don't say I wasn't honest because I was ready to give him a couple more bucks for it and all that. So really, really, really stoked for that, you know, old school Winnipeg punk and like personality crisis have made a name in the underground punk scene internationally. Like every once in a while, you know, I'll be pissing around on a punk uh Facebook page, you know, Facebook group, and inevitably someone will bring up personality crisis, and I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm still kind of, kind of surprised. Another really cool seven inch here. I want to get into some tunes here. Um, a, a benefit seven incher. Oh, I guess this must go back to the uh, mid '90s, I guess. Uh, for the food, not bombs. Organization. It's a 12 inch or a seven inch split between MDC and Capitalist Casualties. And then once again, I'm kind of like, are you sure? Are you sure? All right, I'll take that one too. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I, I really, I really lucked out. This is why you know you make good with your local music store guy. You know, because they're going to do stuff like that. The the trick or treat soundtrack, okay, that I finally got on vinyl all these nice. years ago, yeah. a couple of years ago. He he didn't even have it on the store. He wasn't. He didn't have it priced or anything. Hey, Snowy, what can you tell me about this record? I'm gonna put it out for sale next week. <gasps> uh, and then I told him all about it. It took five minutes because I couldn't shut up about it. And then he finally just said, hey, do you want it now? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. And it was it, 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 it was kind of like like that. So, yeah, you'll you'll get a kick out of this. Okay. While I was picking those up, I found the original, I guess it would have been 1984, seven inch. I got it in my hand of Kisses Lick It Up. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, that's it's, awesome. The cover is just them without their makeup and all that. And it's like, okay. It's like, I, I really don't, like, I got the song. Like, I really don't need it. It's just, it's just something to have, <laughs> you know? So, so I grabbed that and I grabbed a seven incher for Mrs. Snowy. And it's kind of a quick story that, that, that goes along with it. When we first started dating, Okay, this was uh, 1989. She was a big fan of the Pop-Tart Samantha Fox. You'll remember her. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And as, <laughs> as, as we're kind of talking about Samantha Fox in the shop, 
he's like, who is this person? Like, it's, she's some pop singer from the 80s. Wasn't wasn't she the one that had her tits sticking out on a promo poster or for her posters or whatever? And it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, Mrs. Snowy, big Samantha Fox fan. Okay, her videos, her promotional videos had a tendency of being a little racy, shall we say. Okay. And I'm a teenage guy. Okay. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, still? yeah. I was, still, yeah. So I'm still mentally a teenage guy now. And, uh, and all that. She's like, do you want to watch some videos? I really like this one. And she put her Samantha Fox video in. And I, I'm like, okay, you want to watch this? <laughs> this? This hot chick with everything sticking out. Oh, twist my arm. If we have to. <laughs> you know, I guess. if we absolutely got to, because I love you so much, baby. I'll make the sacrifice. <laughs> it's you know that. Well, I found Touch Me, I Want Your Body. You remember that song? I do not. Okay, to hear it again, you'll go, oh yeah. Right, that was Samantha Fox's first and only really, really big hit. I found the seven incher for that. For it's just like, oh, she's absolutely going to love this. Before we get into a couple tunes here, um, speaking about movies that's for the whole family. Okay, yes, I'm talking to our listeners here, but I'm speaking to you directly, Aaron, because. I think I found one, something that not only are you going to enjoy, but it's a movie that your whole family can watch. You can watch together as a family. Okay. It's up on Netflix right now. I had no idea what this movie was until this past weekend when I just happened to be scrolling. It's called Mixtape. Now, you remember the concept of the mixtape when, we when we were teenagers. I do. Like you made you you made at least one mixtape for a girl in your oh, life. More than one. More than one. I made do- about a dozen for Mrs. Snowy when we were dating. Okay, well this movie, okay, it's based in 1999, and a 12-year-old girl, okay, when she was two years old, her very young parents passed away in a car accident. Oh wow. Okay, so she basically grew up with her grandmother not knowing her parents. One day she finds a mixtape of the songs that her dad made her mother. She has no idea what any of this music is. She's not really a music fan and all that. Well, the whole movie is about her seeking out these songs because, like, the internet was just kind of in its infancy. And it's not like it was just everything was right then and there. So she's going to a record store to find out these songs and all that. And it's just this journey of this young girl gathering up these songs so maybe she can learn something about her parents. And I tell you, man, there were times the eyes got a little misty, you get the lump in the throat, the sniffling starts. You know, it it, it it was very touching, and it's a movie that, um, like I said, your whole family can enjoy. It's called Mixtape. Okay, um, available on Tubi. Although, although I um, I read, I checked this first one out on the new Thunderflix streaming service. Oh, yeah. Hey, at five bucks a month, you can't go wrong. This 
this this streaming channel is absolutely amazing. It's, it's all metal and all that. I was eagerly they they announced this brand new documentary, you know, coming up in September and all that. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's called Not on the Heap, the Heavy Metal Saga of Lee Kirkslake. So, like you would remember Lee Kirkslake, he was the drummer originally from Uriah Heap. And then the first two Ozzy records, and he's just this legendary drummer who unfortunately uh, passed away pretty much while they were still, as they were winding up shooting this documentary on him. Like, I, it was, I like, like I waited, I, I, I couldn't wait, I wanted to see it. It's, it's just, it's an absolutely amazing doc. It's a great story. But as I was looking at Tubi the next day, it was already up there. Huh. All right. All right. Fine. So for you, Aaron, and everyone listening, yeah, go to Tubi, Not on the Heap, the story of Lee Kirkslake. If you're a Uriah Heap fan, if you're an Aussie fan, you're definitely going to want to, you're, you're definitely going to want to see this. And there was a variety of other people making appearances, including Kiss and Joe Elliott and past members of uri heap and all that it's just it's just a really fun watch and it, like it really touches home as well finally while you're on tubi you're gonna want to check out this documentary um it's called the vinyl nation and it's all about the recent resurgence of sorts of the vinyl format you know a lot of people that they were, they were talking to kind of people like within the independent industry and then just re record shop owners and they got into record store day and just what what vinyl means to them and they're like dude it's like as a as a vinyl connoisseur like you're like like me and yourself and all that this this doc will hit home as well like i i I totally recommend it. So, not on the heap, Vinyl Nation, and mixtape. Write that that down, and there is your weekend's entertainment. As for our entertainment right now, let's get into uh, some tunes here. I grabbed the latest Belvedere album on CD. Hindsight is the sixth sense. So let's go with the track. Happily never after, but I have to do this, okay? And when I do this, it'll all come rushing back to you, okay? I would not be able to sleep if I did not introduce this record this way. Oh, Belvedere, come here, boy.
Life expects for you to give some more Than if you were to read a greeting card Then disregard If love is more than what you say to them But all you do is drain and overwhelm Don't disappoint the ones with hopeful Yourself, my dear. 
Today marked that historic moment in rock history when D. Snyder gave it to the PMRC. That was the Dead Kennedys with Holiday in Cambodia. And I want to send that out to old Tipsy Gore herself because the Dead Kennedys, okay, they were one of those bands that were on the hit list. And almost ruined Jello Biafra's life over that Rotting Fruit for Fresh Vegetables album. No, no, over, over, over the Frankenkreis record. So when I picked up that Holiday in Cambodia EP, I was like, oh, I, I, I have to play it. I have to play it. And before that, from that MDC Capitalist Casualties EP, that was MDC with Nazis shouldn't drive. Ah, have you punched a Nazi today? Not today. <laughs> Not today. Not today. Not today. But get it on the agenda well my friends speaking about agendas i know we have a kick-ass uh uh we have a kick-ass discussion here that you're gonna on at the bit over to talk about and i think it's it's pretty relevant with what has been going on lately so what's going on well this is what i want to talk about i want to talk about at what age should um a rock and roller hang it up Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or, and and uh, I'm going to frame this up because, you know, the Rolling Stones have been in the news a lot. Their um, original drummer, you know, Charlie Watts, passed away like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, I can't remember if he was 80 or how old he was, but I mean, these guys aren't spring chickens, right? No, they're in their 80s, yeah. And that well, that's just it. Like, um, Keith Richards is 80, and no, not Keith Richards, Mick Jagger, I think. We'll, we'll get to that here in a second. But they just released a new single. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not bad. Like I was listening to the other day. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. It's actually a good track. Yeah. yeah. I hear it on the radio now. They've added to uh to their rotation. Yeah. And so like the question becomes like, well, sh- should they? And and the reason I bring this up with the Rolling Stones, because I almost think that the Rolling Stones had an impact on this. And here here's here's why. So so let's let, let, let's let's kind of re- rewind and look at things. Um, in 1988, the Red Hot Chili Peppers were on NME magazine. They were on the cover for the first time. Mm-hmm. In that same issue, because Flea had made a comment about this, um, he was making a comment like when he was going to be on the cover of NME again. He's like, we are now older than the Rolling Stones were when we were on the cover of the first issue uh, or our, like the NME the first time. And the reason he brought that up is because in that same issue, they were saying the Rolling Stones should be hanging it up. So at that point, Mick Jagger was 45. Oh, not yet. <laughs> right. And they were saying that, that they should hang it up. So that that's, it's, it's very interesting, right? Because if you think about that time, Rock and roll was still in its infancy, right? I mean, mm-hmm. in 1988, rock and roll was essentially 38 years old. Yeah, yeah, it's that, yeah. You know, so so it, it still still wasn't very, very old and going through so many changes and everything was happening. And, you know, then you had the MTV generation going on at this time where it was the, the young, beautiful youth. It was, it was almost like what, you know, movie did to the radio star. You know, mm-hmm. if you're on the radio, it doesn't matter what you look like. If you're in the movies, it matters what you look like. You know, talkies come along. Now it matters what you sound like. You know, and so it, it I, I find that interesting. So let, let's let's look at the first one here. Was it, you know, thinking where you were in 1988, would you have been on the side of the Rolling Stones should hang it up? Not at all. Not at all. Just four years earlier, the Stones made what could be my either my first or second, depending on what day, favorite song of theirs with Undercover of the Night. It was an absolutely fantastic song, and it was very different from what you would have expected from them, at least in my ears at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, it was like, no, 88? No, they only would have been... In 88, you said 45. Okay, right. they they only would have been in their 50s. In, well, in, the, in 88, they're 45. They, they, they were 45. Yeah. yeah, so, okay, yeah, yeah. So, they're not even in their 50s. Yeah, so, I mean, like, in 83, they're they're just in their turning 40, right? Right, right. So, so that, that's something, something to keep in mind. And here's why I bring that up, right? So, you're saying... You know, 45 in 1988 was too old for an artist. And sometimes, you know, if you're 35, you're too old. But 
Taylor Swift, who is currently, I believe, the top grossing artist almost ever, she's 35. Yeah, she's still got a long ways to go. Well, yeah, right? And, and I feel like she's like at the top of her game. Now, here's what's funny. All right, let's, let's look up. And, and we're, we're going to talk about a lot of different types of music, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, as metalheads, we have to know these things because everybody thinks we're stupid. So we have to look up stuff. All right. So um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are, were just on the cover of NME in 2022, and they are now 60. Ah, wow. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Well, yeah. Can you believe that the Red Hot Chili Peppers were are sixty now? Wow. Yeah, it's kind of funny. And the thing is, like, I haven't, um, I I have not been a fan of the stuff they put out in years. Yeah, stuff from the eighties. I got the Mother's Milk album, and it Mother's Milk is always gonna be my favorite. Blood Sugar Sex Magic is still good. Yeah, I have it, but. Uh, but like, like whatever the one red hot minute was a huge disappointment. And there were so many others that were big disappointments. But then like when I see them do a special, they did like the basement tapes thing on whatever music channel I had at the time. And I didn't know a single song, but it was all fantastic. Like they're great musicians. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. So, you know, even though I don't care about what they're putting out, they still got a huge fan base and people still want to see it. And most importantly, they can still put on a show. Right. And, and I think that should be the, the barometer for should they hang it up. The Rolling Stones can still put on a show. Jagger can still move, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and it's funny. Somebody was saying like, they can't believe like Jagger can still do this, you know? Cause I mean, the Rolling Stones, are so famous for the drug use, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, they should be dead. Yeah, like, well, yeah, they really, yeah, they really they should, should be. be. However, Especially Keith. Let, oh, let's Keith. let's point yeah. out some things that a lot of rock stars now do. Um, and one of the reasons that I'm into this is because of Kirk Hammett, but yoga, right? Mm-hmm. Back in the mid to early '70s, like possibly even in '72. Jagger was already doing yoga every day. Makes sense. You know, and so I just want everybody to think about that. For anybody who's been on the fence, if they should start yoga. Um, Do it. Yeah. Jagger should be dead 20 times over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so imagine what it could do for you now, you know. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the older pro wrestlers as well are taking up what's called DDP yoga, which is Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, he, oh, he yeah, has yeah. he has his own yoga thing, and apparently it it does wonders. It, it 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 does wonders. It's it's probably something that I should get to. And you know what they say about yoga? Okay, um, eighty ninety five percent of girls that wear yoga pants don't even do yoga. A hundred percent straight men really don't care. I I have heard that that, that <laughs> statistic before. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, well, yeah, I I remember when Mrs. Snowy was going was 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 doing the yoga thing, and I went with her a couple of times, and it's like, oh yeah, 
Why aren't there more guys in here? This is this is pretty good. Well, it, it's funny about like you say about the yoga pants. I remember telling one of my buddies at work. Um, he was saying something about yoga pants. Is didn't know you know he's gonna get his wife a pair. I'm like, oh, trust me, get your wife a pair. Yes. Uh huh. He's like, really? I said, oh yeah. I oh, just yeah. got my wife a pair. Trust me. Trust you, me. Well, you want to do it? Yeah. Get your wife a pair. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, I, I don't even know how long she's had that pair of yoga pants, but I literally compliment her every time she puts them on because she looks fantastic. Yeah, they, they don't get old. Yeah, but anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about today. Yes, but sorry. Nice distraction. So, okay. And when when was Cher's big turn back time? The 90s, I guess. Was that the 90s? Wait, okay. um, I remember it was a big part of a season first season debuts of uh of a buffy season Turn when, she, when she when she went back to college so i'm thinking early early 2000s so yeah it was probably so this song would have been late 90s or whatever i don't know it's share i really don't care well but it's important right <sighs> all right I'll, I'll explain why here so turn back time okay so here we go hang on Yes, that's a horrible song. Okay. Oh. Well, so Turn Back Time is 1989. That's why I want really? to check. Yeah, so it's 1989. Oh, my God. And again, this is just one year after 1988. So in 1989, Cher would have been 43, two years shy of the age of the Rolling Stones. But nobody said Cher should be hanging it up. Well, she was in shape. Well, so are the Stones. Yeah, yeah, and Cher was coming out in the skippy outfits, and everyone, oh, look, look, she's three days older than dirt, but look how good she looks and all that. So, yeah, that's another good example. If you're physically able to do it, then do it. Yeah, and, and I think, think that's what it really should come down to, right? Because, um, I, like, I, I think that Kiss is making the right choice to hang it up because Paul Stanley's voice isn't the same. You know, no, and there's no. all sorts of speculation about, um, you know, are they using tracks and this and that and all that sort of stuff. And listen, if they are, they are. It's still a great show. Gene is still saying he can still do it. They can still play. It's fantastic. But I do think that it's a good it, like Paul needs to hang it up because. He, he can't deliver what we're expecting as fans, you know, and, you know, this, this topic fascinated me because the Rolling Stones can still do it. Like I'm listening to it. I'm like, they sound great, you know? And I mean, granted, you can fix anything in the studio nowadays, but those guys come from the era where you couldn't. So I mm -hmm. doubt they are, you know, maybe, but. They're also the guys who are like, no, we need to go out and do this live because that's how they make their bread and butter, you know? Right. So it's, it's, it's just one of those things where I think if you can still do it, like, you know, I, I look at Metallica, Metallica is 60. Mm -hmm. Right. Like a lot of those bands are testaments. Yeah. Okay. Slayer's done, but Testament, Exodus, Death but, Angel. But it's it, funny because, you know, there there was such this, the, the, I mean, the nation was literally split 
So many people are like, oh, the Rolling Stones need hanging up. Comedians. California already has the singing raisins. We don't need the Rolling Stones. Yeah. You know, we don't need Mick Jagger with his shirt off or whatever. <laughs> you know. I think people today are taking comedians as a source of news. You know oh, what I today, mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's just, I'm sorry. Years ago, I never looked at Andrew Dice Clay as a source of information. Yeah, well, no, but I mean, the comedian I'm quoting, this was from like the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm th- just saying joke. like today. It's, oh it's yeah, today, yeah. But like, it's, it's brutal. It's, um, it, it's funny because, uh, you know, everybody gave them so much crap, but here we are. And, you know, you and I just went and saw the, the Metallica show, the live stream. I, I didn't see them missing a beat. You know, James right. sounded great. You know, and, and like I told you about DRI, I believe Kurt Breck is 60. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, he would have to be a couple of years on us. And he didn't sound any different than he sounded the first time I ever heard him. Mm-hmm. You know, now, like Sir Paul McCartney, his voice isn't there. He's He's probably into his mid-80s by now. Oh, yeah. His his voice isn't there. And, like, I, I think if he went out and tried to do a tour and tried to sing it, he'd be doing all the fans a disservice. Right. You know, so, so that that's when I would be like, he needs to hang it up. From saying what I would like to see Paul McCartney do, right? And this is what I'd love to see. I would like to see him partner up with a Dave Grohl, Right. Somebody who is an insane Beatles fan and get him to sing it, get some other guest vocalists, right? But let Paul do what Paul does and play every fucking instrument on that stage. Because he can still play. He's still completely of sound mind. Like, let's see Paul play. Let's, let's watch him do it. Bring, bring other vocalists up. You know, I, I would be okay with that. Kind of like a jam session. Every yeah. every song, different singer, different yeah. jam session. Not yeah. bad. Yeah. Now. I don't Ozzy. know if I'm paying $500 for that. Well, yeah, it's going to be easily <laughs> that much. So what do you think about Ozzy? Uh, okay. I totally agree. And I have it in my notes there yeah. that when you're no longer like physically able to do it, that's number one when you when it when it's time um the weird thing and this this was actually maybe oh I, I can't remember what record it was but maybe eight or nine years ago uh last time ozzy was here it was really weird watching him because when it when it when he was just walking around to the stage he walked like mr burns from the simpsons oh yeah the song kicks in and all of a sudden, he's 30 years younger, and he's bouncing around the stage and all that. Song ends, and he goes right back, hunched over, looking like Mr. Burns again. It was so weird. It was so weird. And now, like, you see Ozzy now. I've seen pictures of him recently because, you know, they're they're talking about the Osbournes podcast. And they're like, fuck that. I'm not listening to that. Um he does not look good 
and, and I don't know if he should be getting up there anymore. Um, but what I what I think a band, okay, okay, when they're no longer able to tour consistently, okay, when it's just physically impossible, okay, I'm I wouldn't complain about like kind of a reduced schedule where you're doing festivals. Okay. When you you know and just you're doing um, you know a modern metal festival because like Ozzy would headline that, but also the nostalgia festivals, Ozzy with the Jay Giles band or <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I would I would have no 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 problem with that because that type of scenario. You're not expected to go up there and fucking kill it because there's 800 other bands on the bill, okay that are that are killing it, and you're checking out Ozzy for nostalgia, which I'm not always big on nostalgia because I'm I'm in the here and now as well. Right. Yeah, I'm never gonna be that that old man. Oh, I was so much better when I was your age because it wasn't always better back then so i'm never going to be that cranky i'm never going to be that 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 cranky old man but there is like nostalgia does have its place and a situation like that yeah that that's that's what they should be doing well see the the aussie thing i've said for years he needs to hang it up okay like back when he was still doing oz fest i was saying he needs to hang it up really yeah, yeah. But like when they had the Osbournes TV show in the early 2000s, I'm like, he needs to hang it up because he was so out of it. Right. And now it's finally come out that, you know, he has dementia, Alzheimer's, all that sort of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And thinking back, it's like, oh, that was probably the start of it all because he's had a rough time remembering lyrics for years. It has not been the same thing. And, um, oh my goodness, what did somebody has a great story, and I can't remember who it was, where Ozzy came up to them and said he couldn't remember the lyrics to, um, War Picks. Oh, wow. And it was like right before they go on for the show, or maybe it was during the show. And the guy thought he was messing with him. He goes, ah. Just sing old McDonald. And so Ozzy does. <laughs> old McDonald had a farm. And I just think that's like one of the greatest stories ever. You know, but I, Ozzy struggled with that for years. So are the fans really getting what they want? Hey, it all depends on what they charge. Like, if you, Come on. If you, you know what no. Sharon's charging. I know, I know. And if if an artist like okay, Vince Neil has taken a lot of shit. Oh, see, that's a that's oh, a great example. Okay, now maybe here's here's a guy that should kind of that that should hang it up or at least don't charge me a hundred bucks for nosebleeds. Well, so you know here's what I mean? my thing. They announced this tour, and COVID happened. They had right. two or three years. You had two or three years to get in shape. That's another thing, yeah. Like, have, have you seen Nikki Six? 
he's in uh, great shape. He's, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Like he 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 made sure he was in good shape. Even Gene and Paul, like you know, Paul Paul may be having problems with his voice, right? But like all of them have made sure they are in physical shape where they can go out and do this. Mm-hmm. And I I just don't feel that Vince takes it seriously. And no, I feel he's cheating no. the fans, you know, because mm-hmm. I've seen some of those videos where it's just, blah, 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 you know, it's just nonsense. And like, if, if you're going to do it, don't cheat the fans. You know? Right. Right. But right. at like the same I'm... time, you know, Sorry. people that are still paying for the shows after they've seen these videos, that's on them. Yeah. Yeah. Which. Which okay, if you get, if, yeah, and like no matter what, like as as a sports guy, play playing sports as a kid and all the way up until my daughter was born, I believe in giving it a hundred and ten percent in everything you do, you know. Um, if you're gonna go out on stage and just dog it because you you think you're too old and it and it's okay, well maybe you are too old. You know, that's that's another thing. If your passion is waning, you know, if you're just going up on stage because, you know, you're making a shitload of money, you don't really want to be there. You sound like shit. You, you know, you you hate your band members and all that, but you're just there for the coin. It's time. Oh, yeah. It's it's time, and it's not just playing live. It's playing hockey. It's playing twiddly winks. Anything, you know, you know, like if if you don't have a passion for it anymore, don't do it. Step aside. Give your spot to someone else that has the passion. And maybe it's time, you know, maybe Vince Neil just doesn't have the passion. And I'm not just going to, well, he's fat and out of shape. I'm not going to fat shame people because, okay, he is pushing 60. Right. Okay. Like, I know, like, the last couple of years have not been good to me physically. Right. You know, and I got to get back in shape. You know, I'm I'm in my 50s now. I, I, I got to get back back in shape but yes but, but let, me, let me throw a couple of things out here snowy okay let's say that you were a millionaire and could afford a personal chef and a personal trainer and have a gym oh, right sure. in your house oh you yeah think you could I, get in shape then i would be because i don't have to go to money job you know so and back to my point that he needs to get his ass in shape he does, he like, does. because his job is rock and roll his job requires him to be in shape Get your ass in shape. Right, right. Now I'm not. I like, but like I said, not going to fat shame the guy. Oh, I'm not fat shaming him. But I'm just saying, like, you're absolutely right. If you if you don't have the stamina and the endurance, like, I I don't give a shit about his weight. I give a shit about the fact that he doesn't have the stamina and to to support those songs to run around the stage to do the show. Like, right to give it 110. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, like, dude. Like I know what it takes for me, like like for one of the jobs, um, the, uh, like for the, the job I had before this, where I was up in front of people a lot, I had to keep an energy level that was very high and I had to do it for eight hours at a time. So I had to stay turned on from the minute 
you know, I started my shift to the end of my shift. That takes a lot. And so I, that made sure I was in bed at an early hour. I was up at an early hour. I was walking, I was exercising. I was, you know, getting myself ready, getting the blood flowing, like making sure that I could handle it and do what needed to be done for that job. Right. That's all I'm asking events. And that's terrible. You know, that's all I'm asking. I do have to rib you about going to bed early, though. Hey, well, you can totally rib me about going to bed early. <laughs> but it doesn't change the fact that I know what it needs to be done to you make You got to do it. Happen. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I rib the people that stay up all night. And they're like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm like, you knew what time you started, fucker. Yeah. I'm like, I don't yeah. want to hear it. You know, plus you're yeah. half my age. You better be able to keep up. <clears throat> That's another thing too. Okay. Like I see these memes like come across my Facebook and it's a, it's a drawn picture of this young guy. He's, he's bent over, he's catching his breath and all that. It's like when you're 30 years old and the headliner finally comes on and that person is, <gasps> okay, I get the joke. Okay, but it's kind of true. Like if you're only 30 years old and you're you're you know, you're winded, you know, like then maybe like you got to get back into rock and roll shape, man. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> yeah, you you shouldn't be, you know, and I'm not saying at 30 you got to be the you, you got to be in every pit. You got to be jumping off the stage every song. I'm, I'm not saying you, you got to do that, but <laughs> like I said, if 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 you're if if everyone around you is passing out from oxygen deprivation because the headliner's on, yeah, you got to get back in the shape. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember when I was 30, man, I was the first one there, you know. And most likely the last one to leave every gig. Dude, I've only slowed down since like probably 48, 49. Like if I felt like a real slowdown. Right. You know, like there were injuries I had to over, overcome. And even those, you know, like, like it would always just make me chuckle. All these people are like, oh. I had this and I can't do this. Oh, this and I can't do that. And I'm like, uh, dude, my foot was right angled to the to my leg. I have been told that my leg is basically garbage and that it's, you know, at that time it was the leg of a 50-year-old man. Now it'd be a 70-year-old man. Okay. And I'm out walking you right now. What's that tell you about the choices you're making for your health? Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I'm not the pinnacle of health. Like, please, nobody take this that away from this conversation. I am overweight, and I've got work to do. But motherfucker, I'm going to do the job. Right. And you're not even getting paid millions. No. You know. Yeah. No. I totally get that. I totally get that. I think. I think another time where it's maybe not necessarily time to call it a career. Yeah. But maybe it's time to do other musical endeavors. When you're at the point where you just 
hate your other band members. Oh yeah, dude. You know, then it, it's it's time. It's time. I don't know how they can do that. Okay, how do you be in a band? Okay, where you're you're supposed to have the rock and roll camaraderie here. You know, us against the world. You know, and, and travel separate flights, separate hotels. No meal time together because you just don't fucking like each other. The only the only time you spend any time together is rehearsals for a new album or a tour or five minutes before you go on stage. How do you operate like that? Yeah. In 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 a, in a, in in the entertainment field. Like there are people in my Clark Kent jobs over the years that I never got along with. Mostly because they didn't like me for whatever bullshit reason. Uh, the latest guy, my latest job, he 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 didn't like me because I'm the only one that didn't put up with his immature bullshit. And I was the one that called him out for it. I was the bad guy. <laughs> okay. But that's real life situations and all that. You kind of have to... I have to show up to work. I got to pay the bills. Fuck the system. Okay. Right. Now, you're in a big band, an Aerosmith, a Motley Crue, or whatever. You don't like each other. Like, you don't need the money that bad. Go do something else. You know, go find four young guys and get writing. Look, look, look at Alice Cooper. Okay, he reinvented himself all the time, and he always surrounded himself with young, hot musicians. And by hot, I mean on the great players, yeah, great, great players, yeah, yeah. And they were young, dumb, and full of cum, and it revitalized him. Go do that if you're and I don't know anymore who which bands don't really like each other. I know Motley Crue, they've had so many lawsuits against each other. It's just ridiculous by now. Like, just it's time, you guys. Yeah. Nikki Six, like you've you've done your six cents. No, your six a.m. and all that. That 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 that's a great example. You don't need any more money. You're just there to appease agents and record company suits and all that. See, with Nikki. I believe that he's doing it just because he just needs to keep creating and he keeps needing to do different things. Like, like, and, and that's the, I, I support that. Cause that, that comes back to the, if you can still do it, then do it. Then do it. Yeah. 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 But don't, don't do it with the people that you hate. You're cheating yourself. Yeah. And ultimately like, okay. You know, when, okay. You, you have two friends, Bob and Jim. Okay. Yeah. They get into an argument, you know, and they're sniping at each other and they're not talking to one another. You're in the middle of it, though. That feeling sucks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now you're on, you just paid $100, you know, even more for a kick ass seat. And you can tell that the singer and the guitarist. Just don't like each other. 
<laughs> you, you, you know, and that's the only reason they're there, you know, was is is for the money. And it's like you want to walk out. You don't want to sit through that shit. You don't want to be watching Bob and Jim fight. Well, and here's an example of that. Um, I think it was the 88 Monsters of Rock tour where I saw Dokken. And oh, I didn't know it at the time, but Dokken and George Lynch hated each other. Oh, yeah. Right? And so Dokken comes out and just with disdain in his voice, he's like, George isn't going to come out unless you cheer. And I'm like, wow, what an arrogant asshole. And I hated George Lynch. I'm like, you're a prick. And then I found out about the other stuff. I'm like, oh, those two were fighting in front of all of us. And, no. but, but he came out and made himself look like the a-hole. You know? So it's like, you didn't do yourself any favors. No. You, you don't want to air your dirty laundry. But another part of me says... I could see that as being part of the show. Now, I'm not saying that's what Dawkins was doing here. Yeah. But I could see, you know, the singer coming out and saying to the audience, well, we're just not going to play until you guys go fucking crazy. But no. if it was done like that, that's then, different. Yeah. If, yeah. But if, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, something tells me that's not what docking was doing so let's come back to the aussie thing here for a second right because let's say that aussie could handle a show like once every three months a reduced schedule right right but but not even traveling to it like i'm saying so you know him i think him him and his family have been talking about moving back to england right so what if you know wherever they move in england there's a venue nearby Maybe it's a maybe it's a three hundred seater. Maybe it's not even that big, but every three months, Ozzy just has a standing gig and goes and plays it. All right. What do you think? What do you think of something like that? That's a great idea. That's a reduced schedule. Okay, and he, he, no, no matter what, unless he's like, you know what? Even like if you still have the passion, like Jeff, uh, Jeff. Brecca from from Possessed. He's been playing in a wheelchair for 30 years now. And now, while now not everyone is going to be able to do that, if with what you're saying, okay, every three months he lays a gig down in a smaller venue some somewhere in England. Ah, yeah, even though he's not because you're you're not going to go to all of them, and yeah. if he's if he's charging five hundred bucks, okay, never mind. Well, right, but I, if, if reasonable if ticket prices, yeah, for, if, for, if, for that venue, I mean, obviously it's going to sell out, so you're going to have to get on stuff. But don't right. don't make it reasonable, and don't allow any kind of resale. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, like you have to show up with your ID at the venue, that sort of stuff. Like there is no resale allowed. So you eliminate the scout market. And, right. And I bring that up because, you know, I'm a huge Chuck Berry fan. Chuck Berry, I believe he played up into a few months of his death. Right. And he was almost 90. Okay. And, um, there was a club in St. Louis, you know, it's near his home. It was called Blueberry Hill. I have been there. And oh, I, nice. 
Yeah, it, well, I, I missed Chuck performing by by like one week either way. I can't remember if he was performed the week before I was there or the week after I was going to be there. But I, I missed him by a week, and I was able to sweet talk the um, the people there to let me down to see the room he plays and all that sort of stuff, and just you know, just kind of kind of absorb all the the glory of rock and roll there. And you know, th- this guy was just a huge Chuck Berry fan, and because and and Chuck's an interesting case because he didn't keep a touring band after a certain time. He would just show up. You're paying me. You're providing the band. Here's what we're doing. Pay me in cash. And because he got swindled so much, mm-hmm. you know, so this guy, you know, had a relationship with Chuck and the family. He's like, Hey, bring your band once a month. And you know, there, there was nothing outrageous. It wasn't outrageous ticket prices, anything like that. Just, it was some some for Chuck to stay sharp, and I mean, I, I saw the videos. Like you could tell that you know, especially towards like when he's getting into uh, probably the later eighties. You know, he's I wouldn't call it Parkinson's, but he was sh- shaking a little bit, like he wasn't as steady. Right. And um, he was wearing his guitar, but he really wasn't playing it. And and that's a bummer because you know I know Chuck is a guitarist, but the most important thing is his voice sounded great. Like he could still sing. Nice. It still sounded like Chuck Berry. And right on. like, that's worth the price of admission there because he's obviously surrounding himself with great musicians that know all the songs. So let's, let's, you know, see all this stuff. So uh, th- that's where, like, I think where, and, and that's honestly what I wanted to see Mick Mars do is you know because we we know his health has been declining for years right Mm -hmm. i was shocked when he came out of retirement and i know there's drama going on with that in the motley crew camp however i do feel that john five was a great person to bring in to replace him Mm -hmm. you know for this but i honestly figured that we'd see mcmars doing like a monthly a gig at some rock blues club you know, just have a standing band show up. He plays. The rainbow's still open. It is, eh? Oh yeah. Well, hey, right, right there. Perfect. Yeah. Well, the rainbow or the whiskey or the Roxy, I think it's still there. So, and any of those, you know. Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Do you have anything else? On no, this? I think you, that's it, man. You've got this all off your chest. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right I feel on. better. Right on. Right on. Well, let's get into some tunes here from uh well here let's get into some bands that have been doing it for a long time now literally decades still putting out killer material and hopefully um we'll see a lot more of them on the touring front the canadian thrash legends razor latest record cycle of contempt fantastic stuff and all of our crossover listeners at Wrestling Night in Canada and all that would be absolutely pissed if I didn't play the song Jabroni. Stop 
The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday nights on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Brocast podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Brocast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcast, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. good for you man that is as seen on tv by the legendary dri from the record but wait there's more and you're right like that's that's some cool stuff haven't missed a beat over the years and there is uh much much water under the dri bridge that is for sure but a band that's just getting started and kicking ass is a really cool band in tonight's Indie Spotlight. Hey 
We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this indie spotlight. I want to introduce the world to a really cool Winnipeg hardcore band that's just kind of making their way now. But they're already off and running, already played a lot of cool gigs, got some cool gigs coming up, cut a video, new new release. They're doing everything right. I want to introduce everyone to Pink Snot. Yes, that's what they're called. <laughs> oh, it's a great name. It is. It absolutely is. It's, it's a great name. And it's an awesome band. So let's kick back. Let's open up another beer. And let's listen to a little bit of Pink Snot in our Indie Spotlight. Yeah, I'm 
From their indie release, Dead Messenger, that's Winnipeg's own pink snot with Race of Doom, www.facebook.com slash pinksnot, all one word, pinksnot.bandcamp.com. And if you're going to be in the Winnipeg area, come uh, pushing Halloween, October, there's a really cool pre-Halloween gig with our good buddies shit happens and pink snot at the park theater so that's where i will be the night before halloween and then the very next night a really cool death metal band is in town so yeah oh oh and the winnipeg comic-con is going on that weekend as well one dan perrant is going to be there. I'm a huge fan of this guy because he does artwork for the for Archie, Betty and Veronica. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We know I'm a big mark for the B&V. We've had him on the show before for his artwork with the Kiss Meets the Archies miniseries. So, yeah, really, really stoked to uh, catch up with Dan Perrant this Halloween as well. So once again, Winnipeg's own pink snot. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Huh. Well, my friend, once again, another uh, another wicked episode in the books. Um, I was really, I wasn't surprised because it's um, a lot of these bands and it's going back to what we're saying about you know, during during our discussion, if you can still do it, then do it. 80s Meddlers Attacker put out a new single in 2021 that I didn't, I just, I don't know how it escaped my attention. Sorry, dude, we should have had this song back then. But let's go out now with a mighty attacker. And as spiritual warfare, how can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, radioactivemetal.org. All the episodes, past, present, and future, can be found there. You want to see pictures of the lovely things that Snow is talking about, these great vinyl hauls that he gets? Well, then you should be following us on Instagram at radmetal666 and Facebook, facebook.com slash radmetal. And you can see these pictures sometimes before these episodes even air. Mm-hmm. We get that stuff going. You can see what the haul is for the week. You'll know what we're talking about. Um, you can also drop us a line, radmetal666 at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. We are on the Apple Podcast app. We are on um, where whatever Google does now. I, I don't <laughs> do much with my Android phone that I have. Um, so whatever Google does, but Spreaker, Stitcher, whatever podcast app is out there now, whatever aggregator, if you can't find us, you're probably not spelling radioactive metal correctly because we're everywhere. That's right. Right? We're absolutely everywhere. We're even on Spotify. And the reason we're on Spotify is thanks to the fine folks at the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com, whole host of podcasts out there, bunch of wrestling podcasts. Um, you know, including a wrestling night in Canada, our sister podcast up there with Canadian folks where the host sounds a lot like Snowy. Mm-hmm. Good looking sexy, guy. Sexy motherfucker. He is. 
Um, so yeah, we've got that going on. Great people there. So if you look for Shine Withers Network on Spotify, you can also listen to us as well as some other very entertaining programs. Definitely, definitely. And once again, since you've got your device in your hand listening to us, loudawards.com. Go there, cast your vote. Your cool Uncle Snowy Ambassador of the Year. I would appreciate that. Um, in the meantime, and in between time, that's it. This is a Hanging It Up episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.